Ayo, hey, and welcome back to the BFFL Podcast. It's your host and champion, Alex Veltz. Going to be joined by the Will Bossa soon. Uh, just want to quick start off with a quick little fuck you to Joe B. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Dick. <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Joe B. Uh, so today's episode obviously going to be about proposals mostly. That's going to be our, our game plan here. We're going to set out to give you some of the proposals that we'll be voting on. But we'll also have a little fun and games at the end as Will breaks down some of his ideas and thoughts about the you know hits and shits of 2020. Hear the sound of your body drip, drip, drip. As I kiss both sets of lip, lip, lips. Wow. Hear the sound of your body drip, drip, drip. Hey, hey, we're back. BFFL Podcast is here. It's been a long hiatus, but we're ready to go. We got Will Bossa on the hey, phone, hey. ready to give us, hey, hey, ready to give us some breakdowns of some proposals. Uh, the first one we have up talks about a change to the championship game. Why don't you give us a little bit what you got here, Okay, Will? so the idea of this proposal came from uh, a desire to lessen the advantage given to the division winner with that bye week in week 14. And we thought, uh, that that's a huge advantage. How could we make this more interesting? And how could we uh, get everybody to come along? So we came up with a couple of solutions, and they'll be listed in the uh, the thing we're going to send out to everybody so they can review. But in a- All right, just before, before we advance here. So we're talking about an advantage. You're talking specifically about the bye week that a division winner yes. receives. So we're talking about right. we don't want to take that away completely necessarily. You know, you should still get some kind of advantage for winning the division. But we said, well, this is such a huge advantage. Maybe there's a way that we could get creative and lessen it a little bit and make things more competitive for everybody. Okay, so... And I'm just I'm breaking it down for clarity's sake for all the assholes listening to us talk yes. right now. So this is potential. This is removing the bye week, creating a more level playoff playing field. There might be some advantage to the division winner, as we'll discuss. But ultimately, we're looking at something that's a little more even in the playoffs. Whether you're wild card, second seed. Yes. So so okay. To to address this issue, we said okay. What if we had, in week 14, we had all three teams playing together in a three-way battle? I mean, in wrestling, the three-way was always the best match. So why not bring it into the BFFL? So we said, okay, we'll bring them in. We'll have a three-way. And depending on the outcome of the scores of the three teams, you would have different results in the two different proposals we suggested uh, to remedy this. Okay, so at the end of the day, we're having a three-way matchup. Division A, three-way matchup. Division B, three-way matchup between all three playoff yes. teams. Yes, the, all three of them okay. are competing against each other in week 14. And depending on the final score results, you'd have different results going into week 15 and week 16. Okay, so the vote that we are going to have here will determine yes or no to a three-way playoff in week 14. Yes. So first thing we, the first okay. thing we need to do before we go further down the road is, uh, like Alex and I discussed before we started here, um, trying to keep things simple. Um, so we have to get everybody on board with saying, okay, we're, we're interested in augmenting the playoff format. We're interested in lessening the competitive advantage that you get when you win the division and get that by. We're interested in having this three-way matchup in week 14 and moving forward from there. So we'll vote for that. We'll vote to get rid of the existing system, and then we move forward with either A or B um, as to how we could handle it uh, moving forward, you know, depending on what everybody preferred. But no sense in... All right, so can can you just... But it, to give somebody an understanding of what they might be voting on, could you give us a, an idea of what it might look like in week 15 and 16? What are some of those potential... You know, options that we could be voting on in the future if we approve this three-way playoff match. Okay. All right. Let me try to sell this. So, option A we have 
you just have a two-week, three-team rumble. So in this option, it would go on actually for two weeks. And you would just have whoever won total score cumulative over the two weeks between the three teams. That guy cruises into the, the championship. Um, yeah, and... Okay, so weeks 14 and 15, two-week rumble between three teams on each division side, and then the highest-scoring cumulative of those two weeks from each side play in the championship one week, week 16. Yes, and, and the drawback to this one is, you know, where people might say, it kind of really makes winning the division semi-pointless, right? I mean, you don't really get anything. Right, the... There's there's no advantage other uh, other than the cash prize you get. Yeah. There's 140 dollars for for winning the yeah, division. So you you cash that and that's not nothing, you know that's that's your entry fee, but c- competitively yep. speaking for winning the belt, which I think we all care about more than the money, I know I do. Um, you really wouldn't get that advantage. So that's why we had option B, which is near and dear to Willie's heart, and I think is the way to go. But that way, you would have a three-way adva- a matchup in Week 14. All three teams, all three playoff teams, rumbling. If the champion, division champion, the one seed, outscores both the other guys, he's they're out. He's done. He gets his bye in Week 15. He cruises to the championship. He did his job. He kicked both those guys' asses out right in Week 14. He's done. If he only beats, if the one seed only beats one of his competitors. Then the lowest scoring guy folds out, and then in week 15, the, the champion faces the, the lowest scoring guy. And your advantage in, in, in B would be, if you're the division winner, you can't be eliminated in week 14. Even if you're the lowest scoring team, then we move into week 15, three-way rumble, and whoever has the highest score, they move on to the championship. So... With that option B there, and uh, in our three-way idea that we're working here, as the division winner, you would get the money, and you would have the advantage of, if you have a real stinker in week 14, you still roll on, you're not eliminated, and you roll on into 15 and have a chance to push through to the championship. So that's why, for me, option A is a little bit simpler. Um, We checked with Commissioner Long. Both of these are, are possible to implement. You know, with the software, it's not a huge pain in the ass for him. We try to be mindful of that. So, um, for me, I'm a bit, I'm pushing for um, changing to the three-way option B. Some people might like A. Either way, I think both of them, Alex, would be better than the current format we have in place. All right. So we'll we'll discuss better or worse in a second. I just want to, for clarity's sake, kind of reiterate that idea okay. again. So. Three-way matchup stays consistent because at the end of the day, that's what we're voting yes. on first. Yes. So if if the uh, first seed wins that matchup outright between the three teams, he bypasses week 15, shoots right to week 16 for the championship yeah, game. Yeah, you would still be able to earn, but you earn your buy by smashing out the two other playoff teams. And I think that's that would be just, right? Nobody would. How could anybody right. complain about that? All right, so that's phase one. The other option is if he becomes the second highest scoring team, that first place finisher, then the lowest scoring team of week 14. He's out. out. And that's your week 15 yes. matchup. And then you have, so you, you didn't, you know, you didn't, and even if he scores the lowest, even if. Then it just becomes a week 14, 15 Royal Rumble between three teams. Because, but they're they're working at a disadvantage, obviously, from the lowest scoring week in week one. But they're still yes. alive. Okay. Yes. All right. So I, I think we have some clarity now on that idea and where this three-way, you know, week fourteen playoff could go. So ultimately, just again, we are voting on: Do we want a three-way week fourteen playoff? From in each division. That's the vote. Yes or no. That's what you'll be deciding. We'll give a little dialogue now as to, you know, why or why not we should move in that direction. So why why would you favor some type of system where this happens? Well, so for me, 
this year we were lucky. We were in in first place the whole season, and uh, I, I think it was week nine or it was week ten that we were like I we couldn't get caught. It was so weird. We didn't play, um, and then we had the bye. So we went like five weeks without a matchup that mattered. And I mean, you know, whatever, like it's winning. Like I'm not trying to complain, but I just think that it's, it's just too big of an advantage and, you know, points for points. So hang on, let me, let me hit back a little bit right there. So you said you went five weeks without a game that really mattered. This for this format wouldn't make any of those games matter anymore. Ultimately, it would almost make them matter a little bit less because you're not getting that buy at that point. No, but you still, you're going to be, instead of just sitting there saying, oh, I'm going to make trades. Like, I was in a position where I'm like, if I'm making trades, I'm just looking at week 15, week, week 16 matchups. I don't even care. I, I know I'm not playing in 14. It doesn't matter. This way, everybody would have to be looking at their rosters and those matchups in all of the playoff weeks. They would be relevant for everybody. So I think that helps even the playing field as well. Okay, so from a, a roster building standpoint, you got to look at 14 as well, even though if you've clinched the division championship multiple weeks out in advance, that's kind of what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and I here. think it just kind of puts a little bit more meat on the bone for the whole playoffs. I mean, we play all year, you know, uh, with this, this bullshit hobby we have, and then you grind out all of a sudden you're in the playoffs and you're out in a week. Like, I think it's any idea that could turn it into a two-week thing that goes on just adds to the drama, adds to the excitement of the uh, the BFFL. So, but isn't there something to be said for, for normalcy in the sense that, you know, when you listen to uh, a fantasy football show, when you listen to a fantasy football podcast, stupid fucking Matthew Barry or whatever, and he's talking fantasy, isn't it nice to, like, be able to rationalize with, with normal things that are going on and in a structure that, you know, it's fantasy football. This is following an NFL format. Shouldn't shouldn't we stick with something like that? I mean, I don't know. Matthew Barry, those guys' rankings are still based on 10-team leagues. Who the fuck is playing in a 10-team league? I don't know. I just think that... I think that... Alex, did you know that, like, the average dynasty league doesn't even last three or four years? Like... Yeah, because we're special. I mean, to have a 12-year league, like, you know, it's not... It's not Jim DeRay's 45-year league or whatever where they're still submitting ad drops in the newspaper, but, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's cool. And I think that anything that we can do to, to make the league more unique and to not be a follower but be a leader, I think is... But it isn't simplicity also, you know, congruent with sustainability? Like, don't, don't, if we start to overcomplicate things, doesn't it just become a pile of bullshit? Like, why, why wouldn't we want to make it something traditional? Like it has been. It's to still this point. traditional. It'd just be a little bit different. This is like your favorite meal, but you just figured out that you could add this spice that makes it even more incredible. Another layer of flavor. All right. Well, that was, that's, that's good dialogue. <laughs> Obviously, you, you all get to vote in your own separate way. We could keep going for hours. I'm, this, I'm obviously, we have other proposals to I'm get to. I'm obviously in favor of this. This was, you know, Highland's idea. I'm not trying to take credit for it. But when he said it to me, I said, this, is, this would be excellent. And also, just a brief commentary on changing the league and being askew from the norm. Um, and you brought up Matthew Barry. I heard Field Yates say at the end of the year that they were thinking about at ESPN eliminating the tight end position and turning the tight end into a wide receiver tight end flex. And we did that last year or two years ago, whatever it was. Nobody, no other leagues really have that. And now all of a sudden, I, I think Field Yates listens to the BFFL podcast. <laughs> it's is possible. Yeah. What happens But here. I'm just saying, it's not a bad thing to try something new. And if it sucks, we can always change it back. It, you know, it's not the end of the world. But I, I just don't think it's such a drastic change that it could produce that result. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, so that would be the vote at the end of the day. Do you want a three-week r- rumble? All right, and if you do, then we'll progress from there to talk about the various options. But that a is week, the vote. A, a week three 14, three-team rumble, eliminating the current format, and then moving on from there with how we handle who advances, who doesn't, and how the advantage of the division winner uh, is valued. 
perfect. That is proposal number one. We'll be back in just a second with proposal number two. All right, and we're back here, ready to continue on pushing through these proposals. We have another proposal coming up that has to do with defensive scoring. All right, and I'm going to put Will on the table for this one, too. Thanks, Alex. You know, Alex, before we go any further, I haven't... Uh, this is the first time we spoke since the championship game. What a championship game it was. I have to say, congratulations, a, a deserving winner. Um, I didn't bother to look back because I've got other shit going on, but I, I would guess that if that wasn't the highest scoring championship game, it was one of the closest ones. And... Uh, I'm sure it was. Uh, Josh Allen had me shitting bullets on Monday night. I can Dude. tell you that. Yeah, but um, either way, and now we, uh, the six people listening to us, get to uh, listen into a peaceful transfer of power that I attended. So there you go. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate All right, it. So defensive scoring. Uh, this proposal came forth uh, really from this one. I think more than all the other ones on here has the most ground 12 uh, support. Uh, it's pretty simple. Cut turnovers and sacks from two points down to one point. Add in one point for a block kick. I wonder who advocated for that. And uh, <laughs> then we're going to start uh, point giving points. ESPN does this in their standard scoring um, up to 15, but ours is a little different. We're going to give points to the defense for holding teams under 10 points. Uh Zero, or well, no, it's even more complicated than that. Zero points allowed, you get 10 points from your defense. One to six points allowed, you get six points. Seven to 13 points allowed, you get four points. 14 to 21, it doesn't affect you either way, you get zero. And then, on the opposite side, when your defense uh, gets gashed, 22 to 30 allowed, minus four points. 31 plus points allowed, Minus six, and it caps out there, so it's not like, you know, if the, the Bills uh, beat the Dolphins 56 to whatever it was, you know, you're going to get mi- minus 45 or something. So just maximum. Thanks for that fucking Sorry. example there, Dick. I appreciate <laughs> so it. So 31 points plus gets you minus six. It's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not to minimize defensive scoring so much as to modify and enhance a little bit. Um, and I think... I think I summed it up there. Did I miss anything else? No, that that one that one's you know pretty black and white, cut and dry here. Turnover sacks down to one point. Block kicks, we got that in there one point. It, the the big change, um, other than cutting that scoring in half, is those points allowed thing. Um, yeah, you know, just another thing to create anxiety. You know, <laughs> coming down to to the wire at the end of a fucking game. Is he going to get thirty one points or not? Am I going to lose? I'm going to end up in a fucking coffin. But <laughs> yeah, I'd probably support this. Support okay. this change. And this proposal doesn't. There had been some contention. There had been some, uh, you know, some rumblings. This doesn't touch the bonus TDs for the defense uh, when the proposal was crafted. Everybody involved still felt like. That's such a huge play in a game. Taron Johnson last week, an example. It's such a huge play in a game. It should be bonus. Um, understand when you have... Why are you, go, why are you going in this conversation? I'm, I'm, you're going to get me fucking heated again. <laughs> Stop talking about bonus TDs. Right, so we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, Alex uh, wasn't part of crafting this proposal per, I was per not. his ban uh, by Commissioner Dick Long from having anything to do with defensive proposals. So just want to make that clear. I'm on my second IPA right now, so I'm about to get, get a little fucking wired. Okay, right now. so I think that sums up defensive scoring. Pretty simple. Modify, and uh, I think that this one has enough votes to pass. Uh, so if you're against it, you better start rallying support. All right. Thank you. So, yeah, if there's any questions about that, let us know. But that's going to be our recap on proposal number two, that vote for defensive scoring changes. And... We'll be back in just a minute with number three. All right, we're back here for our third proposal. I promise there's not too many left. So I know Joe B's not listening, but for the rest of you assholes, I don't want to keep you listening too long. Um, 
Our next proposal has to do with PPR scoring. Now, PPR stands for point per reception, but this is going to be a little different. Will, give us your idea here. Okay, this one's straight from uh, from Willie B. Uh, we've heard of PPR. We've heard of half PPR. Uh, these have been bandied about a little bit before in the in our, uh, pr- our proposal meetings, but never had any gas. Um, I'm coming with .25 PPR. I think that, you know, at the example I gave was Cole Beasley has 10 catches for 65 yards. Well, inst- under this proposal, instead of 6.5 points, he would have 9 points. He gets an additional 2.5 points for his 10 catches. It accounts for that, you know, I mean, if you catch 10 balls, he probably had, you know, 6, 7 first downs. Big impact on the game. Should be reflected a little bit in his fantasy score. Um, I don't like full PPR. I think it makes trash players valuable. Um, so I think that this would be just a nice little tweak to uh, get some more points on the board and uh, enhance the scoring and reward the players uh, when they have a great performance. Now, so this PPR proposal, 0.25 is not a... What the fuck was that? 0.25 is not a... Uh, a massive number, but why does a receiver get more love than a running back? What do you mean? What about J.D. McKissick? Okay, so a receiver or running back who catches balls gets love. If I have 30 carries and I get a ass ton of first downs, why, why am I not getting a fucking trophy at the end with some extra points? Fucking point per carry? Is anybody doing that? I don't know, but to me it seems like you know you're glorifying the receiver, and I can tell you as a as a guy who coaches young kids, they, receivers don't need any more fucking glorification. Everyone thinks they're great. <laughs> they're fucking assholes. I can tell you that. That's interesting. Point per carry. So, like, who's a really shitty player that that was getting a lot of carries but had like a really low, like K- Kalen Balaj? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kalen Balaj. Exactly. Like. Kalen Balazs averaging like 1.8 or whatever, but he gets 20 totes. Uh, no, no, nobody's doing that. A catch is a more difficult play than receiving a handoff, Alex. That's why. A catch is only as good as your quarterback throwing it half the time anyway, so why wouldn't the quarterback then get a, a point per reception? No. Or no, we, we can't go that far. If you don't like your quarterback on your team, don't roster players that are on shit offense. But I think right. that .25 PPR, it's simple, it's it's different, it's another thing that, to make the, the league more unique, kind of bring us into the uh, into the 21st century a little bit. I mean, PPR is, is kind of standard now, so. Um, yeah, it, it is a nice little taste, and, and to be honest, on my side, anywhere we can increase scoring by offensive players to take out defense as you know, a, a determiner of the outcome I'm in favor of. So odds are I'm going to thumbs up this proposal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's nice a, I didn't even think of that. That makes sense. So there you go. Yeah. I just wanted to hit back a little bit. You know, I wanted to be you know, skip Bayless. Yeah. To your, uh... No, th- <laughs> nobody would give a fuck about their show if they just agreed with each other and then ended the segment. Yeah. It'd be fucking boring, you know? There you All go. right. So that wraps up proposal number three. I think that one's also pretty cut and dry. Uh, we will come back, and I think we only have one proposal left and then and then another statement. All right, so we'll see you in just a minute. All right, we're back. This is our final, final proposal of the day. We still got some more bullshit coming for you at the end. But this is the last thing that you guys will be voting on this offseason. Now, this this idea, I'm not going to spend a ton of time breaking down because I already did it to you at the draft. Uh, I believe everyone was present other than Drew. Um, and that is that side league that I talked about, that redraft league. Um, I decided to add some real specific details just for clarity's sake, based on some feedback that I received Um you know, at the draft that day, in particular from Highland, who was the only one who seemed really anti it. Hopefully, he softened after he got his puppy, and now he's going to be, you know, coming around to this idea and have uh, have some affinity for a little more male bonding and, you know, cir- circle jerks. 
Sure. So the puppy softened him up. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the this is the redraft league. Um, again, this redraft league is designed to be a best ball league. So what does that mean? That means you do your draft and you don't have to set a lineup every week. You don't have to make trades every week. Doing is you're making your draft, you're getting your roster, and then you can choose to perform waivers or do add drops. That would be the only roster activity you have, right? At the end of the day, I want this to be about the draft. I don't want it to be about the management of your team. All management should be reserved for our dynasty league, right? So I don't, I, I want this kind of be on the back burner, but at, at at the end of the day, what we have here is we have a league that measures our ability to manage our rosters. We don't have anything that measures our draft skills. And that's why I would like to get back into this. Um, my ideas for this draft is that it would be 16 rounds. And I, I think 16 rounds is a is an important number because one of the things that Highland brought up is that you know, if you guys are chasing people on waivers, it's going to give me an idea or give other people an idea of who you're targeting. In 16 rounds, there's going to be so many more players on that waiver wire than there is in our league that I, I think the intertwining of, you know, who you're looking to acquire as a player will only overlap in rare occasions. So that kind of eliminates that out the window. Um, and then, you know, again, just, just so we can be real specific, I do think that the winner of this league should get a name in the hat or an extra name in the hat. So in theory, if you're a playoff team, you can get a name in the hat. I, I think this might be the sticking point for some people. This might be the problem that they see. To me, you know, you look back at our draft, and I, I think we might hit on this in hits and, hits and uh, shits, but Creedy fucking killed it in every round, okay? He is somebody who who cashed in on every draft pick. It didn't matter where he was in the draft. I, I, I think you just have to, you know, accept that people are going to make good picks. People are going to make bad picks. And we're all going to look back on the draft as we will on this one we just had and regret it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Hopefully it doesn't hang you up, but that that's just my thought. And then the last piece of this is, is money. Okay. Do we add money? and increase our fees or do we redistribute fees? I don't care either way. I don't even care if there's a if there's a money prize, but I think at the end of the day we can discuss what we want to do if this thing gets approved as far as money goes. So I'm going to leave that off the table as far as money in this proposal. We're really just voting on this redraft best ball league make make draft day an event again, all right? Get us together, let us hang out, let us drink some beers. Because if COVID has taught me anything, it's that I miss those simple times. So it's a best ball league, but then there's it's best ball with waivers. It's best ball. It does have waivers. I mean, my thought is if we're going to keep it at 16 rounds, right? I don't want to like have these crazy long drafts because then that becomes a pain in the ass. You, you can make waivers and add drops weekly. We would make those happen after what we do in our uh, in our dynasty league, but yeah, that that would be it as far as roster moves go. Okay, so we just do it the draft, you draft the rookies, and then have the best ball draft right afterwards. Right after, yep, they go hand in hand. Yeah, it really wouldn't affect the what you know if anybody knew you liked a player. I mean, rookies are a lot different. I think that it's uh, interesting you bring up putting an extra name in the hat now. All of a sudden, I feel like that changes the conversation a little bit. Well, I, I wanted it to have value. And I, I think at the end of the day, that's something that gives it value. All right. I, the money could give it value, too. But uh, I'm, I'm going to, like, stick my neck out and make that part of the proposal because I think that's a cool idea. So, you know, hypothetically, you... Um, you win, you're uh, in the bottom six. You get two names in the hat if you win this. You win the toilet bowl, you get three fucking names in the hat. So it, it just gives you an extra one if you win this. Okay. So I, I, I think it's cool that they're connected in some way. There were other ways I thought about doing it, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you think how cool it was that we all signed on to that Zoom the other day. 
All right. If Dick's using his corrupt, you know, spinning wheel, though, it might not matter anyways. <laughs> it was potentially corrupted. <laughs> My people are looking into it. Um, All right, good. But, yeah. Um, so, I, I just didn't know there was best ball with waivers. I thought best ball was just you draft and then whatever. But usually, but usually uh, straight best ball, it's more roster spots than 16, right? Right. Yeah. It's more than 16. So yep. then it would go on forever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any any other feedback, suggestions, ideas? I think it's an interesting take to say, well, since we're not doing full redrafts anymore, you know, like, it was it, obviously the draft was more fun, more of an event when that was the case. And I think it also made it more random, like, who would win. You know, redraft's obviously different than Dynasty. But I think it's interesting to reward people for having that skill. And you get the extra name in the hat. So I, I think that's something to consider. And people will vote. And I don't know what else to say about it. All right. Um, you know, in addition to that, though, I know you had an idea that you were planning on starting this year. What was that? Oh, we're going to start the... Uh... We'll just do a, a, a DraftKings uh, weekly DFS lineups uh, side league, uh, ten bucks a week for anybody who wants. To, you know, if you don't want to join, whatever, that's cool. Uh, you know, either way, it's going to be happening. So anybody who wants to join, let me know. We'll get you invited uh, for anybody who's interested okay. in DFS. Yeah, so that's not mandatory no. participation. But this is just, hey, I'm going to run this. You want to get involved? Get involved. Yeah. Do yeah. Do a daily fantasy um, lineup. Um, is there been any thought given to we're just going to do the Sunday slate or like how you're going to set it up, or is that uh, to be determined? Oh, that's, I'm going to have to figure that one out. I would think you would do. The, I think you would do the whole slate and just submit one lineup. Right? Can, okay. can you do that? I don't know. I, I'm. Highland's way more well versed in this than either of us. Yeah, because I know uh, but, I know when you go on, it gives you because they want you to get take action for the separate days, you know. So right. that's why they push you that way. But I, I wonder if there's a way to just do a. There's got to be a way to just do the whole weekend, all the games. That's what that's what I would do, you know. But okay, I, well, right. we'll obviously so have to, that part's to be determined. Yeah, be determined. Yeah, we'll have there. to drill okay. down on the on the on the format on that, but. So, you know, it's not a vote. Nobody, you know, if you don't want to do it, whatever. I'm just letting you know what's going on. You want to get in, you can get in DFS. All right. Perfect. That is your last proposal. So that is where all the votes will come in. Um, going forward, we're going to come back for one more segment. It's going to be a little fun and games. We're going to do a little hits and shits. These are all Will's ideas. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> see you in just a minute. segment of the day we are going to talk hits and shits will is going to start off with a hit for us and then we're just going to see where the conversation flows what's your first hit that yeah, you have to talk the biggest about? hit of the year might be we, you know creedy in the draft four consecutive picks he gets jay tay he gets acres he gets justin jefferson he grabs josh herbert who he he trades for a fortune later i mean guy makes makes it to the playoffs you know he unfortunately didn't make it to the championship game but Creedy, obviously contender for years to come. You know, what what a draft. Far better than anyone else's. So Creedy gets the first hit of the night. Well, you know, he gets that fucking hit. And then also steals fucking Russell Wilson in the middle of the season. Or not middle, beginning of the season from, you know, new newcomer Watts. Like, Cur- what the fuck was that? For Kareem Hunt? Me? For Kareem yeah, Hunt, yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah, Creedy. So Creedy, yeah. and probably the GM of the year. You know, I, he was at the I, beginning of the year. Things weren't looking great for him, but you know, there you go. Yeah, I would concur. He he really set himself up in the draft and took full advantage of his assets and did a good job. See, what were some uh, other hits here? What do we look at this? Where did Watts pick Antonio Gibson? Was it like one seven? It was, it, was it was early, but I don't know. It how was early. It wasn't 
So, so Watts Watts had one five that he traded to me for Leonard Ooh, Fournette. That's a, that's on the um, shits list, but that's for later. I don't know. Le- Lenny's having a playoff well, run right now. He could be. He's gonna get himself a thanks, contract. Lenny. Playoff Lenny. Playoff baby. Lenny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, geez, because Gibson was like you know, he was going up, and but you weren't really seeing any mocks out there with him in the first. I I wasn't. So he took a reach. He was confident he hit. So he's on the hits there. Well, so that's another thing. Like Adrian Peterson was in that backfield to start the year, right? And then got traded to the Lions. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So that was one of the things that happened with Kamara. Kamara, you know, was competing with Adrian Peterson for carries in that New Orleans backfield, and then he got traded midseason, and then Kamara broke out. So anybody who's got a rookie running back next to Adrian Peterson, fucking grab that guy because he's going to be worth Swift something next year. Swift next year, yeah. Well, he, I think I think Creedy's got him now, right? And Creedy, fucking. All right, Creedy. you got any hits over there? I got I got some other. I got what do I got? I got Bartons with Higgins at two six. I don't like to talk about myself though too much, Alex. You don't like to talk about yourself too much. Too much. Uh, I find I've, I find oh, that well. odd given the you know chain <laughs> messages I've been in with you and Paul. But anyways, yeah, Higgins was a good grab. Obviously, you know. Green fell off the earth this Ugh. year. He's not even a relevant receiver anymore. So, yeah. Hig- Higgins really stepped up. Even without Burrow, he was still oh, Yeah, five so, for 50 every week. But I guess we could move. So, I guess we could move to the shits if you don't have any other hits. No, I didn't even make a fucking list. I was just going to talk oh, about it. <laughs> well, I got a shit for you. Did Drew right. was the draft board correct when we looked at it? Did Drew take LaMichael P. Ryan in the first round? Well, I don't think Drew had a pick until the third round. So that was Drew's first pick, but Drew picked real late. It might have even been the fourth oh, round, to be honest okay. with you. All right. So yeah, the the way the draft book board looks, it's just an order of picks, but you don't necessarily see you know, what number that was. Because then it looked like he picked Xavier Jones in the second. I didn't even know who Xavier Jones was. But maybe that yeah, was well, like I mean, fifth or something, and that was just some guy, whatever, petered out. Either way, Drew's off the shits list for that. All right, congratulations, We're taking Drew. Drew off the shits list. And then quickly, what else do we got? Let's look at some trades. Five for four net. Drew, I wrote this one down. Drew sent Cam Newton and Larry Fitz to Holman for Kenyon Drake. So you are going to give Holman shit here? I mean, I just think Kenyon Drake's worth more than that. And then Veld sent Odell. You think he's you think he's worth a second round pick? Was. Veld <laughs> <laughs> sent Odell Beckham to Drew for David Johnson. Wow, dude. David Johnson? What? I didn't even, I don't remember noticing that. I would have texted you about this. So I was in desperate need for a running back. And at that time, they still had, uh, what's his nuts there, the coach there in Houston before he got canned? Bill O'Brien. Um, B-O-B. Bill O'Brien. B-O-B. Yeah, I, I was of the mindset that he was going to do everything in his power to prove that that trade was worthwhile and was going to feed David Johnson the rock. And I will tell you this, David Johnson was a monster in the playoffs. Yeah. Monster. Oh. You're right. The no dolls, you know, who knows? Could be over. Yeah, I mean, the Browns didn't start playing well until he got injured, so... so- I was I was done with the Odell roller coaster at that point. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have those are just the notes I wrote down here. But I didn't know if you remembered any trades that were particularly shitty that got bannered about in the text. Uh, well, I mean, you guys fucking roasted Ray for, you know, AJ Brown for the Herbert package there, but, but you can't speak freely about that. I I can't speak freely about that. Um, I I will say this. I. I am utterly shocked that they did not hire Brian Dable. Like, what the fuck are they thinking in San Diego? How are you not going to bring Dable in to groom Herbert? Yeah. I, you fucking kidding me? We appreciate me? that up here in, in Buffalo. Go Bills. Well, yeah. And, you know, Philly just hired their job. There's no way he's going to Houston. 
Nobody wants to go to that dumpster fire. So congratulations, Buffalo. You hold on to that guy for another yeah. year. Huge win. Huge. I don't know who's going to go to Houston. But, yeah, I guess we did. We did. You know what? Maybe we were wrong. Tyler said to me, he said, what would you take for Josh Allen? What would you take for Pat Mahomes if someone offered you four first-round picks? Would you accept it? Right. I tell him that. No, I tell him to kiss my ass. How much? Like, what would be an offer you would accept? I I honestly don't think there is one that doesn't include. I mean, at this point, fucking Deshaun Watson or John Allen. Josh There's Allen. like that group of guys because the scoring in our league, the QBs score so many points when you have one of those guys. So you know what? Yes, as Josh Allen put on full display on Monday night of Week 16, that motherfucker. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe. We take this time to apologize to Ray. Maybe he wasn't. Oh, that's maybe nice. he wasn't that off. You know, I don't know. It just <sighs> well, the only thing that struck me was that I knew Highland was hot after him, but Highland never never came at me with an offer. I I thought for sure he was going to send me an offer. You think he was tilted because he had AJB at the beginning, and then he didn't want to trade to get him back. Mm- no, not an offer for AGB. I thought Highland wanted Herbert. Oh, yeah, he was quarterback needy. That's what took him down. He had a, he had a great team, but he just couldn't get consistency, and that's why you know what Ray wasn't wrong, and that's why those guys are worth that much. Yeah, I mean, what did what did uh, AJ Brown do for me in the playoffs? He didn't do Fucking shit. Eight points every week. Yeah. 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 So. I don't know. Those were just some things. We're just wrapping up the BFFL year. We got the proposals. I think we covered everything, right? I think so. I just want to ask you a question. You know, obviously we got Creedy on the trajectory here. He's he's a, he's a fast riser. He's somebody we're going to compete with. Is there any non-playoff team other than Highland? Because, you know, we'll, we'll call Highland's here an anomaly. Is there any non-playoff team that you think could rise up the charts coming into next year? No. No, you think this is the destined? <laughs> yeah. This is what's destined? Yeah. I mean, Ray did make the playoffs. Like, to, to put it out there, Ray made the it's playoffs. It's a shit show, man. It's a bunch of guys who are six and seven, seven and six. You know, you just fucking grind it out. You know? Rare is the season where you win seven or eight games, you know, eight, or eight, or eight or nine games, you know? So, I don't know. It's a, It could uh, well, really be I, anybody. It, it's. It's like, you know, mostly luck. You guys get hurt and fucking you're done. Pat, Pat Mahomes yeah, I, I guess I'll give Joe, Joe B a little we're luck done. here. Joe, Joe B's roster, I think, you know, the DAC injury was unfortunate, right? He was cruising I, I think he's, the playoffs. He's got the roster. He's got some young guys on that team that could amount to something. And I, I think he's someone, you know, things are shaking out with the Baltimore backfield right now. He's somebody that I got my eye on as a riser. I know he's a guy who's always in the mix, but I guess I'm pointing out this year was quite an anomaly for Joe B. He's, he'll step it up next year. I feel year. like Joe B just trusts this process. You know, He's going to go about his way. He's not, I don't see him out there making radical plays. but he's been he, he will not make radical plays. At, and if you want to shit, I'll give you this right now. I offered... I offered him Elvin Kamara at the beginning of the season for the Ravens backfield and Devin Singletary. He rejected that. Wow. Ravens backfield and Devin Singletary, right? Like before week one, I presented that to him. Man, if you were, you might not have made the playoffs. Oh no, I, I, I. Not only would I not have made the playoffs, I would have been a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah, so but funny how things worked out for me, you know, given that trade. So there's a hit for me for Joe B not accepting that trade and a shit for him. That's what people said. Joe B's got that reputation around the league that he just sort of, you know, maybe you don't even bother engaging the guy in talks because he's just, you know, he's seems like he's just ready to go with his guys. and But that's all right. I, I mean... This guy right. was going to make the playoffs with his guys. So, Let's see, he's good. Now, what about our what about our toilet bowl champion here? What do you think? What do you think about Warsaw squad? He's got Deshaun. He's got Aaron Jones. Like he's got some staples on that roster. Well, you know, 
if Greedy didn't make the playoffs, we'd be talking about Warsaw as the GM of the year. He went, he did the redraft. His team was absolute shit. He comes out. He's got usable RBs. He's got receivers. He's good. I mean, he's going to be a contender moving forward for sure. Yeah, he's got to fill out the, that receiver core, but I, I agree. Wars is on the up and up. I mean, Dick clearly came out on the up and up. He played most of his season without you know, fucking McCaffrey, but yet still found himself in the playoffs making some noise. Yeah. Schaefer's so, team I, I, is I good. I think the league's – Schaefer's team's always good, so fuck him. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, you know, I, I think the whole trajectory of the league, like, I – I don't know that we have any bad owners other than Watts right now. I think Watts is just the, the, the shit pile. Yeah. I guess looking back at how the league changed, we got two new people and, you know, it was a success. When they came into the league, they, they fit right in and uh, they were more active and it improved the league. As a veteran of this league, what advice would you give to Watts to help him, you know, fix his approach to handling his roster oh, man watts you know i've known watts since like i don't know 1989 and uh yeah, we traded i swapped first with him for drew Brees, and i knew when he did it that he shouldn't have done it you know and i mean that's the game he needed a qb he had just traded uh russ so i said hey i'm gonna come in and let's swap first i'll give you Brees. and uh you gotta you can't these early first, if you don't, if this is my advice to those, those, uh, those new owners, if you think that you might have a lottery first, you cannot trade it. Like, if you want to make a trade to trade your first and you're going to make go a run for the ship, you better have your playoff spot locked, especially how, how late our trade deadline is now. Because if you get that, that lottery first and then it ends up being number one overall. You could trade it for whatever by the time uh, draft day comes. You know, you get, the haul you can get is ridiculous. So that's my advice. Don't trade your first round picks if you're a lottery team. People, these picks are these picks I, are flying around like crazy. High, Highland is three picks. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Although he got fucked in Dick's corrupt lottery there, but yeah. He he's got three fucking first rounders, dude. Yeah, he's gonna get two new like potential generational players. I mean, that's the only way. Those lottery picks are the only way to get players that you could never trade for. All right, I got one more hypothetical for you before I let everyone stop listening to our bullshit if they haven't done so. I'm already. sure they have. I'm sure they have too. So you mentioned earlier that. You know, it's rare for a dynasty league to last as long as it has. We went through our proposals today. There wasn't a single thing about redrafting. Do you think that is coming soon or will it ever come? If I would have won again, I was like, you know, go back to back. I mean, because I like playing the heel a little bit. I was going to offer that to everybody as long as they signed a piece of paper admitting they couldn't defeat me. So we had to reset, <laughs> we had to reset everything because the playing ground was so unlevel. Uh, just to break balls. But, you know, didn't we... The league existed for seven years and then we switched to Dynasty, right? Yeah, so it started as a, as a pure redraft. Then we added a, a three-player keeper component by round. And then, yeah, we went into uh, Dynasty. Mm-hmm. This is our fourth, third, fourth year Dynasty. So, but the, we redrafted after seven years. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I mean, if the league ever got, I don't, and I don't know that it could because fantasy is so random. But I mean, if it ever got so lopsided competitive where like high on stacked, whatever, five first round picks, he ended up with like seven of the top ten best players or something, or someone did, I think it would be on that person whose team is so good to be the one to suggest it. You know? I don't know. All right. But Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I, I personally haven't had the thought of wanting to do a redraft. 
I was just wondering if you thought through conversations or just ideas that it, it was coming down the pipe. Because I, I was kind of anticipating that proposal to come. But I think the fresh meat draft last year kind of helped out some of those struggling rosters. I mean, let's be honest. The fact that Derek left the league was huge because Derek had a really good roster. Yeah. So the fact that these you know lower teams were able to sprinkle some you know talent into their rosters helped a lot. Changed a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I think if we were going to do it, wouldn't we have done it last year? Yeah, potentially. Because with, with two, two with new two people, teams gone. that would be the other thing is, you know, if all of a sudden we had four new people for whatever reason, then maybe you would do it. But yeah. I certainly don't want to. I'm happy to keep Josh until uh, he's done. I'll be like fifty. I'll be yeah, like and- fifty, starting this motherfucker. Yeah, well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a member of the family here, and so is Alvin Kamara, as long as he scores six touchdowns on Christmas every year. And, uh, well, I cut Kenny Bourne, but we liked him for the one week he was with us illegally. He was a really good stat. He's like the new Mohamed Sanu. <laughs> All right, well, I think that wraps up Hits and Shits. I think that wraps up the podcast. Do you have uh, any final words? Hold on, I'm closing my garage. I'm freezing my fucking balls off. <laughs> it's so cold. Aren't you in fucking Orlando? No, I moved to Osprey. So I live right over just south of Sarasota. But it's been fucking 40 degrees here. It's terrible. Anyways. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Um, no, I don't have anything else to say. I love the league. The reason I'd, I'd fuck around and uh, kill an hour doing a podcast just to break the nuts and you know I think everybody else for for me at least I play in a bunch of leagues but you know you win the other ones you're like man you win this one this is the one to win um so I agree yeah this is absolutely the one to yeah win. so hopefully hopefully Paul drops off my belt one of these fucking days so I can put it Pre- on appreciate all these guys appreciate Paul of course me and Paul uh do a good job Cohen and the team and uh, I know there's been discussions over the years oh let's split the Bartons up we're not splitting the Bartons up we're not talking about it anymore. So. Oh, so we're putting that to bed, huh? It's only to bed till it's awake again. All right. Yeah, because then we'd just be fucking blaming you guys for cahoots and bullshit trades anyway. Uh, yeah, there'll be no one. Yeah, you're right. Probably better off. Better this off way. this way. All right. Well, <laughs> with that said, I think we are done here. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it, or I hope you, if you didn't, you at least won't tell me about it. Thanks for listening. All right. Appreciate you guys. See ya. See ya.